turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. On this show, we look back on old kid shows that you feel like only you remember. We watch three mm. episodes, sometimes out of order, most often out of order, uh, <laughs> and we kind of get a good gist of the show and decide if we would watch it again or not. I mean, we watch them non-consecutively. We don't watch them okay. out of order. We never watch, like, episode one, then oh. episode nine, then episode three. Should we? We can try it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We could watch them out of order instead. Instead, I, I, I did mean non-consecutively. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. we'll, we'll just watch them alphabetically by title. <laughs> <laughs> but it would... <laughs> alphabetically still includes numbers. So it would still be one, no. two, three. No, let's pick... <laughs> sometime let's pick a show some show with like barely a plot you know we i don't think we should start drawing this with a serialized one sure but like let's take the season's worth of episode titles strip the numbers just the titles <laughs> put it in like an excel sheet alphabetize it and just do the first three alphabetically <laughs> regardless of what and when they are roly poly oly by the alphabet Exactly. It should be like uh, Between the Lions or some reading-based show. Yeah. Name another one. Go ahead. Um, uh, like a word yeah, yeah. girl. There's another PBS <laughs> yeah. one that's about reading like after Between the Lions ended, but I don't know exactly what it is. After the Lions? Beyond the Lions? <laughs> Beyond the Lions. Is it Martha Speaks? Is there like a dog who talks what? and teaches you vocabulary? I don't, this is, this sounds obscure to me. We got to get into PBS at some time, because I don't, I don't know anything that's Rupert. been happening over at PBS outside of Sesame Street and Arthur since I was like 10 years old. No clue. Haven't caught up with it. Wasn't, so wasn't, Rupert was on PBS, right? No. Oh, okay. Where, where was Rupert? Where could <laughs> Rupert he have been was, found? Rupert was Nick Jr. Uh, Arthur was oh. PBS. They feel like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I feel like buddies. Was Liberty's Kids on PBS? Oh, Liberty's Kids aired on like syndicated. Yeah, it was on. It was syndicated early on Sunday morning on uh, WB eleven, uh, and it mm. aired. Well, not early. It aired at ten thirty a.m. And I know that because I watched Ebert and Roper at the movies right afterwards at eleven a.m. Yeah. That is what we did that mo those mornings. We watched, we ate cereal, and we watched Ebert and Roper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just know too much about the movies from like 2002 to 2004. That explains a lot, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if you know us, that's kind of like <laughs> our bread and butter. So that that's makes our a lot era. of sense. That's it also is, when. Yeah. That's also when the mills opened up, so we were going to the movies much more often. Wow. Yeah, you're right. We, just, so we, we were studying and executing. <laughs> yes. Who cares what Ebert and Roper have to say about Sahara? We're going anyway. I love Sahara. I would like to watch Sahara again. I own it, I think. You're welcome to watch it. Today... <laughs> <laughs> 
Today, we're watching Oban Star Racers. This one was my recommendation. We usually take turns recommending mm-hmm. stuff to watch. Uh, we watched episode one, three, and nine. But before we get into that, uh, we do our first segment of the show, which is uh, What's New Scooby-Doo? I always say first segment of the show. It's the only other segment of the show. <laughs> it's that and then the show. Uh, yeah. What's New Scooby-Doo? Where we talk about any new like media, cartoons, anything that new we've been ingesting that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I don't have anything. I am just submitting my time for more Oban Star Racers. Uh, Mel, do you have a What's New Scooby-Doo? I, I I wanted to tell you that I watched Speed recently. The Keanu Reeves Speed? Yes, yes. I watched oh. it, it at our parents' house. So I figured Good. I could talk dad into like an action movie for us to watch together. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there with our parents and we're watching the opening credits of Speed. And I didn't know who else was in Speed besides Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, and Bus. Uh, <laughs> I thought Bus was third build. Mm-hmm. That sounds right, <laughs> so yeah. So the list of actors is going by, and one of them's Joe Morton, and I, oh, I, I almost Joe Morton. I almost expected just like to suddenly hear the door open, and you're there, like, "Hey guys, I just felt like I needed to come by. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure my, what brought me here." My Joe Morton senses were tingling. <laughs> I need to be here and watch him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was more Joe Morton for you to watch. I thought I'd tell you. Thank you. How was how was Speed? Is this have you watched it since? Is this the first time or the latter times? First, first, my first. initial Speed. How fast was like... the movie? <laughs> you know what's shocking about it? I thought it hmm. was completely bus. There's like a yeah. 25 minute opening segment about a bomb in an elevator, and then it gets it's not to a bus, bus, and then the movie ends with subway. A subway car, not like a sandwich. <laughs> he didn't try and bomb a sandwich shop. If no, the sandwich th- is Aiden under five miles an hour, <laughs> it'll be less tasty. <laughs> There's only one man we can call. We need Joey Chestnut. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised to find there were multiple forms of transportation. If you can call an elevator a form of transportation... In the movie speed. What else would it be? I mean, it's a, it's a simple machine, but... I mean, it's not like in like a little kid's picture book of like cars and planes and trains and tugboats. <laughs> they don't elevators. also include elevator. I mean, that's not a bad thing to teach kids about. Like, be aware of this magic box with the buttons. Don't press the buttons. Uh, only press the good buttons. <laughs> Trust the box. Be aware of this magic box with the buttons. I think about elevators differently now. Since watching Speed? <laughs> Since you just said that. <laughs> Good. I can't take that magic for granted anymore. <laughs> Give credit where credit is due. <clears throat> elevators. Speaking of types of transportation. You yes. need a type of transportation to race in the stars, and it's not an elevator. <laughs> no, that's the that's the Wonka Vader racing show that mm-hmm. hasn't been made yet. Get on it. Oh, Hollywood's been too scared. <laughs> Cowards. There's a lot of them. 
Uh, yeah, today we are we are talking about Oban Star Racers. This was uh, this aired on JetX uh, in America, where we watched it for the first time. Um, this was probably one of my favorite shows to catch. I don't know if I ever like <laughs> tuned in specifically for it, but I loved yeah. whenever it was on. It was one of those. Mm. But yeah, and I was very excited uh, to find this. I had to buy individual episodes on Amazon for us to watch uh-huh. this. But I was still very happy to watch it again, and I probably will buy the rest, honestly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's run down some of the facts real quick. Facts. I, I want to say that this is a show mm. I remembered by name only. I don't remember Good. me ever watching it. I knew the name, and when I looked at the protagonist, she seemed familiar, and and that's right where I'm at. <laughs> and and we'll start there. <laughs> All right, I guess this is also another segment. These these are the facts. Right. Uh, All right. Name of the show: Oban Star Racers. Star Racers is hyphenated. Uh, Important. Created by I'm gonna mess up this name. Created by Savin Yeatman Eiffel. Uh, there were 26 total episodes, two seasons, I believe, uh, released in 2006. I think all of it came out in 2006. Country of Origin, uh, this was originally produced by both France and Japan, uh, and then it was syndicated pretty much everywhere else in the world, uh, like 100 other countries. The production company is Sav Explanation Point The World, which is made by uh, Sav and Yeatman Eiffel. This is, I think, the only thing this company has produced is Oban Star Racers. They did, huh. like, I think, some like commercials, and I think they're working on a sequel to Oban Star Racers, and they're working on that. Ooh. But other than that, they didn't do too much. Um, let's see. Original channel in France was France 3. Uh, in Japan was Toon Disney Japan or JetX. Over here, it was JetX, and it also aired on ABC Family. Oh. Yeah. Uh, popular voice actors. Now, actually, let me do the adaptations <laughs> first, because I have something to say about voice actors. Uh, adaptations. <laughs> there was an art book, uh, which I will definitely be looking into. There nice. was a, a novel adaptation in France. Uh, there were a couple DVDs released in France. Uh, the first episode of the show uh, appeared as a sneak peek on the DVD release of Benabots. So if you owned <laughs> Benabots, you probably saw the pilot for this. Wow. Uh, there was a soundtrack. There's t-shirts available. There was a phone game. <laughs> this was pretty successful as far as shows go that we've reviewed. We've never covered t-shirts before. <laughs> it's re- it's on the Wikipedia, I have to say. <laughs> uh, there was also an 8-inch figure of uh, Molly slash Ava. And I have it mm-hmm. pulled up. I think this is it. That's nice. She's- it is. It is nice. It's. It's. Looks like quality PVC. I don't understand the pose. The pose is her standing, but at a forty-five yeah. degree angle backwards. She. Yeah. Like her. Her th- hips are and thrust that... forward, and she's like pushing her torso back, and it, it's not clear why. No, it's not. <laughs> she's look like. Maybe she looks like I'm doing it. I did it. I posed. Well, like maybe. This. Maybe since she's out here in an alien world, she has to prove that she's human to somebody. And she's like, of course I'm human. Look at this belly button. (laughs) This is where the cord came out. (laughs) So those are all the adaptations. Let's talk about the voice actors. There weren't a lot of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to 
all voice actors are important. But yeah. there weren't any, like, you know, there weren't any, like, big, like, John DiMaggio's in this show that you would know from, like, everything else. Uh, but all these people that were on, who, on here did a great job. Uh, let's see. The reason I wanted to la- see this for last is because there's two lead actresses, both credited as Molly slash Ava, our main character, oh. in 26 episodes. And I don't know which one is correct. Interesting. Maybe they switched halfway through. Like, you remember Excel Saga? Oh, I was buying DVDs of Excel Saga, and then, like, on episode 14, it's a different actress, and I kind of lost interest. (laughs) Because I (laughs) don't like change. Yeah, yeah, that that vibes. Uh, Yeah, on the IMDb page, like, if you just go to the front IMDb page for Oban Star Racers, it lists Lena Mendez as Molly, for 26 episodes, and her other credits include uh, the first appearance of Terra on Teen Titans, and oh. that's pretty much it. And then I was checking out Wikipedia while I was waiting for you, and it listed on Wikipedia Chiara, Chiara Zani as 26 episodes for Molly, who we would know as Hamtaro. Oh! And that sounds right. Like, these all, like... That definitely sounds like her voice, like Hamtaro's voice. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I've never seen a double listing on this before. Maybe it was redubbed at some point. Maybe. Oh, I guess <laughs> that could be. But yeah, it's it's wild. Other uh, notable voice actors, we have Sam Vincent, who is uh, Jordan in the show. Uh, they mostly do... They did some Gundam... Uh, they're Lloyd on Ninjago, if you watch the Ninjago series. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the voice of Koji was Alessandro Giuliani, who is in who's Dr. C in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, Lieutenant Gaeta in Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and then I wrote in the information, there's like three people on here with the last name Dobson. Uh <laughs> Michael Dobson plays someone named Flint. Brian Dobson plays someone named Kroos. There's like, there's another Dobson here that I came across. But yeah, there's a lot of Dobsons. And I don't know that they're all all related. Wow. I like the idea of a voice acting family. Right? That sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a fun TV show. <laughs> the family business. Yeah. All right. Before we get into... Uh, talking about the episodes we watched. Uh, we do our other segment where we watch the intro. We'll watch the opening for it. Uh, and usually I'll sync it if you guys want to watch it along with us during a live react. I'll also put the music under us as a bed if you just want to listen to it. Um, Mel, I yeah? have a surprise for you. Uh, there are three different intros to this that I didn't wow. know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play initially the one uh, for, that we watched. Which I think yeah. is the Japanese version, but it's like it's a lot muted, a lot more muted than the one that's on YouTube. So, okay, but it's still the one I'm going to go with. Uh, and then after that, we're going to listen to the English version. Oh, yeah, multilingual, multilingual. All right, uh, I'm playing it from the Amazon player, starting at a minute fifty-one. Uh, this is mostly for me and not for you. You don't have to buy the episode to watch this. Watch along. <laughs> All right, and I'm hitting play in three, two, one, play. <laughs> 
Ooh. It's. <laughs> I love the, sh the way the show looks. I like it too. It's got such a nice, clean look. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a good opening. Yeah. It's got dramatic pointing, uh, lots of racing, beautiful yeah. landscapes. And I know it's just bright, sunny, blue sky we get in the show. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, like, overgrown, like, plants on, like, old, like, architecture. That's always yeah. wonderful. All right, that's the intro. Okay. Uh, and now we're cutting over to YouTube. Uh, this is Oban Star Racer's English opening, semicolon, never say never. Semicolon. Uh, about a minute, a minute and one second. All right, hitting play on this version in three, two, one, play. Ooh. Much different. Like, yeah, it's more mysterious. When, when the lyrics kick in. Very oh butt rock. Why does it sound like Shine Down? <laughs> right? It sounds like exactly like 2010's alt radio. Yeah. Version. Yeah, I heard the song on the point once. <laughs> For a second I thought there was it was the same song because I don't know, it sounded similar in terms of like the lyrics, mm -hmm. but it's it's just a three three-word phrase and that's why I was confused. Mhm. Mm Yeah, all the all the visuals were the same. It was just yeah. the difference of uh of the song. Oh, so, yeah. oh, thank you. I'm so no. Let me look at it. Look at him. <laughs> you you you're just showing me like a character roster. Yeah, and there's I, not I, that many characters. Like I knew all their names already, but it just feels good to have that to have mm -hmm. it locked in. I love a, yeah. a labeled roster. I always look for them for the show, and I always forget when we're about to describe the characters, and I'm like, uh, and I gotta look it up real quick. They look like this. Just so I can <laughs> describe it to you guys. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Do you want to talk about the episode and just kind of introduce these characters as we go? Sure. All right. I took a lot of notes. I try not to do a lot of beat by beat, but I mm -hmm. love this show, so I just took mostly <laughs> beat by beat. I'm I'm happy that you did because my notes are a little bit more sparse. Uh, yeah. Because whenever they started racing, I would just write, "It's pod racing time," and then I would it, not write down what happened in the pod race. It's <laughs> it's pod racing time was my favorite morph call from Power Rangers. <laughs> give me give me pod racing Power Rangers, please. God. But yeah, this show is all about pod racing. It's about uh, this. It's about the Earth's last chance to save itself from the brink of war by going mm -hmm. and doing pod ra pod racing races <laughs> in space. Yeah, pod races. But yeah, all right. So we start with episode one. Uh, we start with a, a fresh start. A fresh. I've start. always Thank got you. the titles. 
Thank you. I always forget and you always got it. This is my job. You look up everything else and all I do is write down the title of the episode when it's on screen. Bless your heart. Uh, all right. Episode one. We start with a kind of history lesson of Earth as they mm-hmm. kind of go out. This is them like colonizing, meeting like different species. Uh, and then we find out they landed on the wrong planet and they met with a species called the Krogs. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was a big war in like 2057, and humanity just kind of like barely escaped. Like the Krogs just kind of left. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's like peace for a little bit, and then we got the intro. I almost thought about putting the the intro in the beginning, but it takes so so a brief time to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and we meet our main character Eva, who mm-hmm. will later, later uh, hide her name and be call herself Molly. So yeah. for most of this, she's probably going to be called Molly. Um, so she has, she has like short red black hair, like red on top, black on the bottom. Yeah. She has goggles that don't have straps. So they're just embedded in her, in her like forehead, in her skull. It's good, good to see goggles. I always yeah. feel at home. Yeah, you love to see it. <laughs> uh, she's got like spikes, spikes pierced in her ear. Uh, yeah. She has, like, makeup that they're, like, little, like, star and, like, oh, just, right. like, a rectangle on her cheeks, I like, could... just out of rouge. Okay, because I didn't know, like, is this makeup? Uh, are these weird band-aids stuck on her face? Is this a mysterious scar? <laughs> <laughs> and to have a mysterious scar, and one of them is a star, and the other one's just a rectangular band. One yeah. of them's way cooler than the other. Not to make your scars <laughs> compete with each other. And it's the rectangle. You're right. Uh, <laughs> right. No story behind the star. That rectangle, though, that unlocks a mystery. <laughs> uh, and she's wearing like a like a crop top with like yellow sh- yellow shoulder bands, orange gloves. Yeah. It looks like she would be wearing overalls, but they just have like it's like overalls with their but they're down. Yeah. Uh, and she's got like knee pads grafted onto her pants and sneakers. Oh, s- smart, smart. I want to talk briefly yeah. about the visual, the character design style of the show. Sure, uh, yes. Which is that nobody has a nose. No, there and are no noses not, in the show. Not even that their nose is not illustrated when in front view, which is common sure. enough. No, when you see them in profile, there's just the slightest, slightest little bump on the front of their face. They're flat. I didn't even they're, see they're, that. <laughs> yeah, it's barely there. They're pretty much like mini figs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah big character designs there's they're kind of like a little blocky they have like a lot of yeah. bold shapes and colors on them uh mm-hmm. their eyes are just complete pupils uh yes. just big round uh dots and yeah I, I i really like the character design it's very welcoming yeah you can't it's very hard to pull off no noses but this show does it yeah like i don't <laughs> I'm not sure why that's the style. Like, I don't know how it lends itself to the narrative, but I don't mind it. No, I like it. Um, so we start after we meet her. She's at this, like, boarding school. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's kind of, like, a loner. No one really talks to her. Everyone kind of thinks she's an orphan because her parents never come visit her. Uh, and she yells at this kid because the kid is explaining this to another kid. It's like, hey, I can hear you. Cut that <laughs> Cut that shit out. Uh and it was just her birthday recently and she's like i wish my dad would finally like either show up or send me something uh 
she's like is yelling at other kids like of course my dad's real he was the greatest <laughs> race manager to ever exist she goes down to the front desk, gets a package that was sent to her. It's not from her dad, but it is a part that she ordered for her secret bike. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she goes out to this little shed outside this boarding school. This boarding school is like very tall walls with like points pointed in that I'm like, they look to be like decorative birds, but are just, it's just weird barbed wire, honestly. I uh, was intrigued by the boarding school, but she leaves it after four minutes and we don't go back. So No, we don't. There goes uh, that. There goes that postmaster who look, who's so old he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> Goodbye, Skelly. Uh, so she gets the part, runs to her secret like rocket bike, installs it, and then she she turns over the motor on the rocket bike, and we cut to two teachers like disciplining another student, and they hear it and look at her and say Eva, and they like go to like chase her, and they like chase her all over like the the quad. And she just hops the fence and, like, jets out of there. And then we see her, like, going, like, across the countryside, like, getting directions, Mm -hmm. like, finally escaping. And she makes it to the city, and we see a big building that says, like, Way Races, like, W-E-I Races. Yeah. Uh, And all the while, the only picture she has of her dad is, like, her as, like, a much younger kid, and her dad, it was just, like, a very... A very square face, very upside down house face, uh, (laughs) with like big, like tall black hair. Uh, Yeah. Also, I want to say that it it's not like she has the dad who is never around. Like you know how like there'd be another story where there's a dad who's never around, which means like you see your dad like once a week. Mm -hmm. Seemingly, she's not seen her dad in ten years. He sent her away to boarding school, and she's never seen anyone he's never visited her yeah it's not really explained at least in the episodes mm-hmm. we watched it's just kind of implied that yeah she he just kind of like dipped uh yeah. also that her mother's either like not around anymore or not around anymore uh, <laughs> so she makes it to this building and she gets past security and she's like walking around looking at the airplanes and everything and like touching stuff and then we see a man walk up that looks an awful lot like her father, except he's got like a straight, like pinned, like button-down suit, uh, mm. and he's got black hair with like white stripes, like vertically on it, like like his head is like a <laughs> like a racing flag or something. Yeah, it's he doesn't have like the Reed Richards white streaks in his hair. It's like full, like equilaterally sized stripes of yeah. black and white alternating. Yeah, he looks like he's designed to be a referee. Yes, his he's got referee hair. His yeah. shirt was hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the future where when shirts hair? Don't have sh- where they don't have shirts anymore and their hair has to look like their shirt because it's extreme shirts versus skins every sport and that includes <laughs> the referee. You have to be a every skins referee. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I actually, when we started uh, watching this, I'm like, I thought he was the referee, but then I realized I was confusing <laughs> his body type with the body type of the referee from Metabots. That's so, why he looks familiar. He does yeah. look like the referee from Metabots. Yeah. But no, he's a dad. He's her dad. Surprise. Uh, yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here, young man? And she's like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a girl. And he's like, even, even grosser. 
Uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of lot of sexism in the show, like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's supposed to be like them teaching that morality lesson against sexism, but there's just a lot of it in the show, and I wish they dealt with it every episode instead of just like introducing sexism and not to say dissuading it before the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah, yeah, and it's like uh, it's individual people teasing her, and like for some of the the racing teammates, I I th- it seems like they intend it to be like a little bit more like it's it's teammate ribbon. Really, we love you, but yeah, mm-hmm. the dad Don Way, he's like, <laughs> it's like he never wants to see a girl again. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> he hates the idea of it. Uh, yeah. So he's he's like getting ready to like yell at her to like yell her out of there, and mm-hmm. uh, Eva's like I can't get the words out that she's his daughter. Yeah. Uh, so he like walks over to these other people and like he starts yelling at them for a broken ship, and then Molly kind of sneaks behind them and like, well, this is all you got to do is get rid of this part. This doesn't do anything, and like does a couple quick fixes, and uh, it turns over and it works, uh, and. Uh, Don Wei kind of walks up to her and is like, what's your name? And like, who are you? And like for a solid like 45 seconds, she cannot it's... say Eva. And she it finally goes just... On. It goes on for so long. Yeah. It was probably 45 seconds in the show. It feels like a full like 45 minutes. Uh, that's an entire episode. <laughs> yeah. That's two episodes. Uh uh, but yeah, she like looks around and sees like one of those over-sexualized like women on a beach poster that says Molly something, and she's like, "Oh, my name is Molly," and that's what we're gonna call her for the rest of the ep- rest of this this episode because that's what she calls herself. Uh, so Don Way has hired her, still having no clue that this is his daughter. It's like he forgot he ever had a daughter or what she looked like. Maybe that's why he hasn't seen her in like 10 years. Maybe there was some miscommunication and he thought (laughs) she was dead. And he's like, if she's dead to me, I never, all little girls, all young ladies remind me of her. I can't be near it again. Mm, That could be. He's like, ah, did a race killed my daughter. And she's like, I (laughs) know. I'm right here, Dad. <laughs> he he hires her. He agrees to hire her, but says she'll be working 14-hour days, seven days a week with one half-hour lunch break. Which is For like... all 14 days. Which is like cartoony, uh, beyond, beyond Ebenezer Scrooge stuff. And looking mm-hmm. at this guy and his like really super gruff manner and like the black and white stripes in his hair... He, and his mustache. He's got he a pencil like, mustache. He feels like the darkest timeline J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, no. With Jonah. more gruff, more mean boss, more hair yeah. stripes. Yeah, I don't know. J. Jonah St. Jameson, when it came down to it, did like have a good heart. Yeah. Uh, but this he guy is hard nice to read. He was nice to his son. Yeah. <laughs> John Jameson, the astronaut, I'm sure he would have loved him even if he wasn't an astronaut. This is like, yeah. if, you, if you sent him to space camp and then forgot he existed and didn't talk to him for 10 years. <laughs> Are you still in space, son? No, Dad, you just dropped me off in Orlando, Florida when I was 10. Oh, well. Oh, well, I'll see you in 80 years. I'm, That's how I'm space works. The, I'm now the oldest boy in space now. camp. Are they made me a counselor. 
He's the he's the ninety nine of uh of Space Camp. Uh so yeah, and then uh a limo arrives and so does the plot. The president gets <laughs> out and he's like, Donway, you and me over here right now. And mm. he pres the press says like, Okay, this is what went down like, you know, many years ago when the Krog War ended. I have and to interject. Much- yeah. They are in the back of a limo at a conference table in the back of the limo. <laughs> it's amazing. This, I'm shocked I've never seen this before and that I don't see it all the time. This is the future. The future is alive. Uh, but yeah, so they recall this big war meeting taking place at like the height of the war uh, when they're looking at their hologram of Earth and like all the ships and the hologram goes away and then a big like God-looking man appears and says, yeah. hey... I'm I'm the Avatar. Uh, universe doesn't like humans. Why don't you come over to the race of Oban, win the ultimate prize, uh, and we'll see what happens. Maybe this war of yours will be in the past. Uh, and then suddenly all the Krogs like start to leave, um, but they never did the race. And yeah. now it, it looks like all the Krogs are going to be coming back. So the president's like, "Hey, you're the best in the business. Take your fastest ships, your best crew." Go to this like, uh, da, 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 da. go to this like star system like twelve thousand light years away or whatever, uh, and start competing, win the ultimate prize, or else the, or else the Earth is doomed. And he says this exclusively to Don Wei, and I think mm-hmm. for the entirety of the episodes we watched, he doesn't mention it. As far as everyone knows, they're just going to go compete in this space race. For fun. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, they think they're just going out for regular pod racing, but he knows this is like pod racing to save the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, which I can kind of understand why he's frustrated in, in later episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the weight of Earth is on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to like a regular old Earth race, and we meet the champion of the Fire Leagues, Rick Thunderbolt, who is... Oh my uh, god. The, in the middle of our, our our character gallery here, Rick Thunderbolt has, he's got like Nathan Explosion energy. Uh, yeah! He's, he's like shirtless, at least in this picture, long black hair, perpetual sunglasses. Uh, he's got, you know, typical like combat boots, knee pads, and he's got these bright blocky red tattoos like going from his chest to his arms. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know he's got that cool macho guy attitude like i'm the best yeah take, take it or leave it mm-hmm. uh, and then donway just kind of interrupts the whole earth race and says hey uh <laughs> come help me uh and he's like rick's rick's like no matter what you tell me uh i'm not coming back to your race and donway's like this isn't about anything i need you for something else and then we start <laughs> cut to auditions of people doing like gunneries like they're training to like shoot the most targets and we meet someone whose name we don't meet we don't know until the second episode we watch yeah Uh, so i was just calling him half gold Uh, (laughs) but his his name is jordan he's he's got like camo on he's got Mm -hmm. the same kind of yellow shoulder pads as molly and he's got uh half his hair is blonde and half his his hair is black and he's got kind of like where his nose would be, the inklings of like a gold mustache. Oh my god, I didn't even see that. 
Yeah, it's hard to see in this specific art. But yeah, it's not under where his nose would be. It's where his nose would be. So it's oh very distracting. Oh, it's unhinged. I, <laughs> I, I, I was almost done with the show before I realized why I liked Jordan. With his green mm-hmm. outfit and his thick eyebrows, he reminds me of Bolin. <laughs> he does have big Bolin energy. Yeah. So, yeah, Jordan's the best gunner there. He gets hired mm-hmm. on the spot. Uh, we see he, Don shoots, going. He shoots so many bullets in the wall that the wall crumbles. There's a hole yeah. in the wall they can see outside, and they're like, you're hired. <laughs> And then we see Don go ahead and, and give two briefcases full of money to this guy for his like experimental top of the top of the line flyers, two mm-hmm. of them, uh, and also the mechanics that worked on them. The mechanics are Stan and Koji. Uh, Stan is kind of like darker skin with like red hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have overalls. They both have yellow gloves. Or no, Koji doesn't yeah. have gloves. Um, Stan is muscular. Koji's kind of like thin. Uh, mm. Koji is Koji, like Koji looks like uh, season two Joe from Digimon yeah. when like the original generation of kids are teens and Joe has long hair and he's extremely stressed out about getting into a good university yep that's Joe <laughs> he looks like that Joe if that Joe had fun yeah that's a good way to put it that's Koji so they're doing all this We time has passed we see a secret meeting with Don and Rick, and they start talking about how the Oban is in the middle of the Milky Way, but that's the finals. They gotta go to to the Alwa system first, uh, which is where season one takes place in the Alwa system, season two takes place in the Oban system. Mm. Uh, and Molly's kind of like sneaking around and like watching them, and just as they catch her, a Krog just walks into the base. their mortal enemy like the alien race that they went to war with just kind of breaks down the front wall and starts walking around uh and they start like trying to transport the crew out of there and molly Mm -hmm. like runs for the the van that has like don way and jordan and rick in it uh and this is the first time she says dad but it's cut off by the van doors closing or at least that's what it looks like and they start leaving. Molly hops on her rockets rocket bike and follows them. And behind them, uh, <laughs> the Krog just kind of takes a car that was like sitting there mm-hmm. and just rips the top off, like the windows and everything, and just kind of like gets in it like a toddler in a power wheel and just <laughs> sc- scuttles and follows after them. So they're heading for the Avatar's ship. It's like a big like egg looking thing. That's like mm. off in the horizon. They're like, well, the Krog's here. We're out of time. We just got to go and make it for the ship. But the ship's leaving like in a, a few minutes. I don't know why we weren't already on our way there. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're making their way there. And they're trying to like chase like the Krog off his tail. And he like, there's this moment where Molly is like on like this cliffside that's next to the road that everyone's on. And the Krog lands on top of a cargo transport that rick's in like driving and he like plunges his hand through the roof and like tries to like pull rick out and molly on her rocket bike just like zooms ahead of them and then just like kills it and the Mm -hmm. and the bike just knocks the crog off the back 
and she like latches herself like onto like the ladder on the side of the car. Uh, and then we see like the Avatar ship start to like open up and like start beaming cars into it. Uh, so we see like Don get there and he's like, come on, come on, everybody. I can't do this without you. Everyone make it. Uh, and we see Rick beam in. And the last thing we see in the episode is we see Molly get beamed into the ship as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of episode one. Yeah. Uh, and then we this... watched. Oh, we have, an, hmm? we have an end credit scene. Oh. Yeah. There are end credits for this, for the series. Um, most shows have credits, but this show had pictures during those credits. Uh, <laughs> heard of them heard of them moving pictures uh yeah in the end credits of this uh we see kind of like molly watching ships fly at like a much younger age like just kind of mm-hmm. watching flips ships fly around and we see like the young version of her dad walk up and then we see like what we imagine her mom is who is like a much taller lady with like long white hair and similar like rouge markings on her Mm -hmm. cheeks except instead of a a star she has a moon and then they kind of like take hands and start to like jump and float off the roof uh and then we cut back to molly like standing where she was like as an adult like yeah one day i'll get there (laughs) kind of (laughs) kind of attitude yeah uh then we watched episode three which is called grave like grore who is a character we meet later, and I suppose he is grave. The episode's making a comparative statement. And this episode starts with Don Way drinking alone in a thunderstorm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's just sitting there awake while the rest of the team like sleeps, tries to sleep through the storm. And we see Rick dreaming about racing and 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 Molly. She's sleeping in her goggles, which I admire. <laughs> <laughs> They're not down over her eyes. They're just still on her head. We never see her put the goggles on, but I would like that. Uh, and yeah. she dreams about being in an audience watching a crash where her mom died. Is that what happened? I don't know. Like, they see the cars <laughs> crash, and then we hear her say, Mom. Oh, I didn't catch the mom line. I thought it was just, like, a crash. Because we also see, like, this, like, polygonal, like, bat shape. That was like looked like it was interfering in the race, and it's got like, mm. it's I don't know, it's like a stealth plane. It's like all black, okay. jagged polygonal triangle with like a little white face at the at the front, and I think it's one of the aliens that we meet in the show at some point. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's such a great album, jagged little polygon. <laughs> jagged little polygon. What do you want to say to me? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Molly kind of like wakes up from that dream, assumingly maybe a memory. Uh, mm-hmm. And we cut to Don having called a meeting. Uh, oh, we got a previously on on this episode. That's the nice yeah. thing about some of these is we get previously yeah. on to fill in the gaps that we didn't watch. Uh, previously on for this episode, they got to Always and they were, I think, doing like a, a practice match or like maybe their first match. And there was some kind of accident and there was a crash of one of the arrow ships. Uh, and Rick was getting carried away on like a stretcher. Mm. And then and then we cut to Ron Donway drinking alone in a storm. OK, uh, well, that explains it. Not 
I mean, there's probably a thousand things in this man's life that would make him drink alone staring out the window at a thunderstorm. Honestly, what a way to be. Uh (laughs) So he's called this meeting and the entire team is there. And Rick is injured still and he's not available to race. And the entire team sits there in a long, awkward (laughs) silence that I think went on for a minute. It felt like a minute. It's like during this time, they're like, I don't think Rick's going to make it. And like everyone is just like not saying anything and like showing like expressions of like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And it just keeps cutting back to Don, like hitting something against his hand, like a baseball bat. Like, I think it's Mm -hmm. like his cane or something, but I don't think he has a cane. Sometimes. That's his drunk cane. (laughs) That's his drinking in the storm cane. Uh, so yeah, there's that long silence, and then we get Molly piping up with like, "Well, maybe I could be the new pilot." And as soon as she says that, Don says, "Congratulations, Jordan, you're the new pilot." God, it's so... <laughs> what a wild scene! I was amazed. This is a show that, for the action it has in the third act with the pod racing, the rest of the episode has so much like empty space in it. Like, it's you got think? this sort of slow, languorous pace to it sometimes. And there's a lot, like, when a character's silent, when there's a silent pause, there is a long silent pause, <laughs> all of them. And the show doesn't have a lot of music playing under it. It's a lot of just, like, quiet background ambient noise. Yeah. That does not fill up the scene exactly. <laughs> Which isn't bad. It's just a viewing experience I've never had. How much of that do you think is them having to like cut stuff and like fill, like make other scenes longer? So oh, that, that could be it. Because I know that's that's something cartoons have to worry about because they have yeah. to like fit a de- like a, a set time. Yeah, um, uh, I don't mind it. The fact that there's such long pauses is is not bad. It's just strange. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they get Jordan into the cockpit of the Arrow 2. I think the Arrow 1 crashed and burned. Uh, and they're like, okay, Jordan, why don't you try uh, turning on like the side thrusters? Kind of get used to it. And he's like looking at all the buttons, of which there are like, I don't know, 12 like on either hand. And he gets Too overwhelmed. He, yeah, he gets overwhelmed, presses the wrong button, which activates the engine. And he goes like f- like wobbling and flying out of the like engine bay, engine bay, motor pit. I don't know. Out of the hangar, uh, <laughs> hangar, hangar pit, injure, <laughs> injure motor. More words. <laughs> pit bay, pit bay. <laughs> he goes flying out of the pit bay, and he's just kind of like wobbling around in the air, like occasionally like gaining speed and like making like steep turns. And, like, Molly's out there trying not to get hit. And eventually he just, like, stops, like, upside down midair. And the ship just, like, lands and, like, crashes on its butt and falls over. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we cut back to the pit bay. And Jordan's like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm a gunner. I only know how to break stuff. Mm. Uh, My my old flying instructor retired after my first lesson. Oh. Uh, And then Don turns to, like, the mechanics and he's like, Stan, Koji, your time has come. Mm. And they're both just like, no, 
No, that's okay. We are strictly uh, mechanics, sir. We don't. We have never been behind the wheel of that thing. We don't know how it goes. Yeah, they reiterate that they're mechanics several times. Mm. Uh, and then Molly walks up like, you know, how about me? I'll do it. I've never flown a real Star Racer before, but uh, a machine is a machine is a machine. So, uh, and Don says, uh, nice sense of duty, but I will never let an outsider... Let alone, I will never let an outsider, let alone a girl pilot our ship. You know, like a sexist asshole. <laughs> but like, there's so, there's like some percentage of because you'll get hurt. Like you yeah. will be destroyed as soon as you get in there. Like you won't live through it. And this is kind of where I started to think that, okay, maybe when she was running on earth for to catch the van and said mm. dad that he heard that. And maybe part of him knew all along. Uh, so everything he's doing right now is because he's like, okay, I know you're my daughter and you're not. I know you're stuck on an alien planet with me. You can help, but you're not getting out there. Mm. Uh, which she does. She gets out there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Don, the Don runs off. He's not the Don. The Don. Don Way. <laughs> the Don. Mr. The Don Way. Runs off to the judges, like, okay, maybe we can take a, as them, like, give us a reprieve. Uh, and all the boys follow and say, Molly, you you watch everything while we're gone. Watch mm-hmm. the Bay Pit. Uh, and Molly's, like, cloud gazing. And then an old man walks up uh, with <laughs> eyebrows as long as his mustache, just all, yes. all of them to the ground. Yeah. And he's, like, he's one of the aliens that live here. So he's got, like, weird gills on the back of his neck. Uh, yeah. That are just like they just look like little fingers, little fingies, mm-hmm. and it, uh, hmm. it's like his neck just has like a lot of wrinkly flesh flaps on it. He's a real puzzle to look at because I wasn't sure immediately is this an alien or a very, very old man. He's also like two feet tall. Yeah, he's not very big at all. He's kind of like the old man from Fighting Foodons. Yeah, you reminded me of uh, when we watched Interstellar 5555 and you'd mm-hmm. see sometimes like an old couple dancing in the audience at the concert, like a very small shriveled old person. He looks like those. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's like talking to Molly like, what are you doing? You watching the clouds? Uh, why aren't you flying that ship? Wouldn't you like to fly the ship? And he's like, I know what happened to the crash. He's doing that old man character thing where he's like, I'm way too wise to just tell you what's going on. Yeah, uh, he speaks in riddles and then he disappears for the yeah, rest you- of the episode. And I was not introduced to this man. So she's just like outside looking at clouds. And then like this old man shows up, taunts her and leaves. Yeah, it's he. she turns around to like deck him for something he said. And he's mm. not there. But where he was standing, her gaze kind of drifts to the arrow, too. Mm. Uh, And she's like, hmm. And she gets in the cockpit, but she can't reach the the pedals with her feet. Uh, And then we see her look over at a rocket bike in the corner uh, and get an idea. And then we cut to Don comes storming back, uh, yelling about, like, fine, fine. I'll fly the ship myself. And everyone's trying to, like, talk him down, like, no, no, no. You've never done this. You, you, <laughs> you, you're you just the manager. To, you're just the manager. 
You maybe knew how to race something on Earth, but nothing like this. And mm. he's like putting on like a driving like helmet, like a yeah. big old helmet and a big white driving scarf and gloves. Uh, I want to say, I feel like there's an anime character who looks like this that has like a big round helmet with like maybe a visor and like a long scarf that blows heroically in the wind. But I can't I th- think of who this is. I think that's Mega Man's friend. Oh, <laughs> if I Google Mega Man's friend, will I find him? Hold on, I have the character Google still pulled up. Let's do Mega Man's friend. Yeah, there Yes! Mega Man uh, Zero! That's who I was thinking of! Who is yeah. he? What's his name? Proto Man. Proto Man! There you go. Oh, it's Proto Man. Wow. <laughs> there he is in the flesh. <laughs> I, I'm just wow. happy I immediately have an answer to this question of, you know, there's a guy with a helmet and a scarf from something <laughs> that Japan has produced, and we were able Captain, to find him immediately. Captain Falcon might also have. What? A, oh, a my scarf. God. That might be it, though. Captain. Oh, that's. Yes, yes. I think so I which smushed is it? the. I think I smushed the two of them together. Okay. You you got Captain Proto. Yeah, I got, I, I got fed Proto Falcon. Proto Falcon. So yeah, mm-hmm. th- there you go. Um, and a mystery is solved. <laughs> you're welcome. So yeah, Don's getting ready to like pilot the ship himself. And then the ship takes off. Like it starts lifting. And we cut and we see Molly who is fused her bike to the driving column of the <laughs> ship uh just like where the sh- where the seat was she just took it out and put a bike there yeah because uh, there's a scene where she like when nobody's around she gets like in the the cockpit she gets in the seat of the ship but she can't reach the pedals yeah because it's like built for rick who's way taller than she is yeah uh so yeah she fuses that in there and then she starts to go and Jordan kind of like hops on top of the arrow two on like the glass dome where their cockpit is to try try and stop mm. her. And they like lock eyes and she's like, help me. <laughs> help me out with this. Mm-hmm. We can do this. We got a race to win. Uh, and he's like, uh, sure. Yeah, I like you. And he gets in the gunner's seat and they take off for the race. So we cut to another pod race as it's ending. Mm-hmm. And they call on uh groar g-r-o-o-r yeah i think uh and then they call on the earth team and then molly just kind of barely shows up the judges are like that's not the man we saw before but Mm -hmm. it's a human that'll work Uh, (laughs) of course she's a human look at her belly button proof (laughs) of course i'm human look at my neck see (laughs) Uh, and then they Molly's just like trying to stabilize herself and like bumps into the Groar ship. And the Groar, I don't know if it's the race or the person. Um but they oh. look they yeah, I don't know. I think it was this individual's name and this individual uh uh he's got like a big metal hat. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a big metal hat. He's he's just a big metal man with big yellow eyes that like yeah. turn into like slits. And yes. he's, he's got like a little gauge on him that exhumes uh, steam when he's emoting, uh, and he, he just looks like a he just looks like a samurai jack baddie, honestly. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and then we get the the race start off. The course for uh, star racing 
is like they have everything's very circular. They have these like instead of like one, two, three, go. <laughs> Earth racing is also circular. It happens uh, in a circle. Disagree. Hard disagree. Uh, <laughs> instead of one, two, three, go, they have these two columns fall out of the circle, and then the whole circle falls down, and then they go uh-huh. down this cylinder that opens into this big landscape. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's the the racing scenes are neat. Like I would kind of glaze over and I wasn't able to pick out uh, particular actions, but the the scope of the whole thing in general, the way it looks, the way the animation's done, it is nice. It does give it it did make me feel like I was 9 years old watching little Annie pod race. I got really confused until he said pod racing. I'm like, there was pod racing in 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 Annie or <laughs> Remember when she got adopted by a uh, by Poppy Papa, Mi- Papa Mini Mini Credits? <laughs> Papa Mini Credits. <laughs> No, that was an Annie I can get into. This can't, we can't be the first people to have thought of Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> it's because he wasn't an orphan. He had a mom. He did. Shmi Skywalker, and she's very important. Yeah. She gets a song, too. Uh, so the race starts. Uh, the, Arrows two, the Arrow 2 is kind of like stumbling along, bumping into like the course wall and the ship's uh, and they're like trying to stabilize it, and Don is like screaming at them over the comms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Koji's like, "Okay, okay, if you're gonna do this, go ahead and do the- these three things, and that'll stabilize the ship." Uh, it doesn't. And she's like, "Finally, some someone who's like giving me some good advice." Uh, mm-hmm. And so they're like, going at it, like them and Gruer, 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 and. <laughs> He's like, a, maybe, he's like, maybe this this was pronounced better in the original French. Perhaps we'll we'll do it in a French accent from now on. Uh, it looks like Gru is about to crush them to death uh, against like the wall of the of the track, and he's like, mm. "Tell you what, you're going to die. I'll give you thirty seconds head start, and then you'll Oof. die." So Molly's like, "Okay, more speed, more speed, more speed, more speed, more speed," and accidentally ejects like the hyperlight drive. And they go off with like a huge boost, almost make it to the finish line, and they run out of fuel. Uh, so Molly just like, okay, we're gonna turn around and at least get the gunner facing Grr as he approaches, and tells Jordan aim aim for the joints. And it looks like the Grr ship is like fused down the middle and like little panels welded on to help. So she's shooting at or Jordan's shooting at that, and it's getting down to the wire. And just when the Gru shop, just when the Gru ship is on top of them, uh, he hits the last joint and it falls apart like it splits down the middle. Uh, mm. And the Earth ship, just the Arrow Two, just kind of scuttles its way into the finish line, and the audience is just like silent. Don and the me- mechanics are just silent. The judges are silent, and then we just cut away. No one yeah. cheers. <laughs> They're just Everyone's shocked. just like, okay. Everyone's okay. All right. And and the team won 
but it was such a uh, an unconventional, sloppy, skillless win in Donway's eyes that he's like, we should just withdraw. Like, I don't want us to win if that's how we do it. I don't want our record to start like that. So mm-hmm. let's go home, and then I guess Earth will die? Yeah, I don't know why he does this. He tries to quit so many times. <laughs> Maybe... He's like, fine. But I guess... If he is like seeing this as a parent, like I would rather uh, save my girl now than mm. than you know, right? Save the if Earth. she's gonna if she's gonna fly that recklessly, uh, <laughs> I don't want my daughter to, to to die in space. I'd rather kill all of Earth, <laughs> like a good parent. But yeah, Molly shouts at him, runs away, tears in her eyes. End of episode. Episode nine is called "Surprising Like Super Racer." And uh, we only watch these three episodes, but I guess a lot of the episodes are named adjective-like name. Yes, most of them. Okay, interesting. So we see on this previous line on that Molly had made a deal with um, an alien prince named Prince Ika uh, mm-hmm. to like they were going to have a race that was going to be a race only race where like there were no weapons, there was no gunning or anything. It's like it's just us going really fast and that's it so yeah this is our first introduction to prince aika uh Hmm. prince aika i wrote down what his race is i think his race is the norasians which is just asians with n-u-r at the beginning um he's uh darker skinned he's he's like Hmm. red kind of uh his crown i can't tell if it's a crown or his hair is like yeah. on his forehead and like it curly cues in like four ways. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a, a Ray, Star Wars Ray Skywalker haircut. Yes. Yes. Uh, downward pointing like elf ears. Uh, mm. Very like minimalistic, like monk, like shoulder pads, like basic, <laughs> like one piece, like tunic, uh, sandals, belts. And sh- yeah. uh, he favors the bow and arrow. And he's got beautiful blue eyes. He does. He's got the gorgeous, most gorgeous eyes. <laughs> That's it's a nice design. Like I did, we didn't get to spend a lot of time with Prince Ika in this episode, but he looks great. I really yeah. like all of the alien designs we have in this show. We didn't even get to the demon people. Oh There's my like, god! I was I was happy enough to have those squid people. They look like vampire people, kind of. Um, <sighs> maybe, if we, maybe if we come back, we'll do their episode. But yeah, yes. Prince Ika, Prince Ika is kind of like a, after he's introduced, he's pretty much just a main character from then on. He oh, is good. kind of the enemy that you don't know that very quickly becomes like an enemy that you know very well and then just an ally after that. Nice. Uh, good arc. Yeah. he's I, I like Prince Ika's arc, arc a lot. I think there's like maybe a love triangle between Molly, Jordan, and Ika. Hmm. Uh, because the Ika and Jordan kind of have a rivalry going on. Oh, okay. Uh, but I think Ika and Molly end up together in the end. Oh, at the wow. end of the show. So yeah, they have a romance going on. Okay. But yeah. Uh this episode starts with Donway not drinking in a storm, but No. Sober. Uh, working dry up outside. Not- <laughs> sober, dry outside. Nothing like that. <laughs> He's like facing another storm as he's trying to work <laughs> up the courage to knock on Molly's door while she's pissed. Yeah. 
This is a uh, unique. Uh, I really appreciated this like turn of the tables. Even like three episodes in, where she's in a she's real honorary and like he's nervous to talk to her. Yeah, it. I think. Well, this is nine episodes in technically, but three to me. <laughs> three to me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like very cute because you could because you can see like on his face. We can't see Molly for this interaction. We can only see him, uh, and we just hear her yelling at him, at everything he's trying to say. And every time he gets shut down, he's just like, like about to lose it, and then he just calms himself down, and he's like, Good. "I'll try this," and then he does that like three times, and then just storms off. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Molly like in her room, like scribbling like angry drawings of Don Way, like who needs a dad, stuff like that. Yeah, um, and she says, "You don't deserve a loving daughter like me." Yeah, and I feel like she was so loving to him, to the memory of him back when she was like at boarding school. (laughs) I don't know. She doesn't do anything affectionate to him after she actually meets him again, which I understand because he's not a nice man. The fact that you're even like on the same team with him is probably plenty. (laughs) Yeah, he'll figure it out um, if he doesn't already. So yeah, Uh, yeah, Don storms off. About five seconds later, uh, Rick knocks on the door and opens it. And Molly's like, I told you, get out of here. And throws mm-hmm. the angry sketch sketchbook at Rick. And he catches, he's like, oh, I could see who you thought I was. Uh, and he's like, uh, come on, uh, I'm your new coach. Uh, by the way, I'm also healed of all my wounds. Uh, I took a long rest. Yeah. And I'm back. <laughs> Uh, so he's like, all right, come on, I'm coaching you. And like, we cut to her being dragged out of the room. Yeah, uh, past the past the mechanics, past Jordan. And she yells, help, I'm being hijacked. Yeah. Which is the only time I've ever heard a human use that word, referring to themselves <laughs> a human. It's such a vehicle-specific word. But I like it being used by a star racer, by a girl yeah. who's all about vehicles and a relationship to vehicle, like... Yeah, she would use vehicle verbs for herself. She will be hijacked. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, the only other time you could use that is if you're John Malkovich. Help! I'm being I'm being I'm being John Malkovich hijacked. Uh, so yeah, we get the the classic like Rick on her like rocket bike, like mm-hmm. tuddling like on above, like on in front of her, and her like trying to like catch up and keep up. Mm. So we, we get a little back and forth there, and then we cut to Jordan kind of watching them. And we can tell that, like, Jordan and Molly are angry at each other, because uh, Jordan probably, like, caused the last race to, like, for them to lose by yeah. trying to gun, trying to be a gunman. Um, <laughs> he should have listened to Iron Giant and not been a gun. Not gun. No gun, please. Uh so like he's like whatever i don't need them uh and he's like oh look they're bonding and like he just like walks off and then we cut to him like walking through like a street of like street vendors uh Mm. and one of the like squid aliens like walks up to him and like puts a dress to him and he's like oh look look at this dress this will be perfect for you and he like grabs it and throws and he's like get lost i'm trying to be sad an especially funny show just because like it's not trying to be especially funny it's more of a 
an action adventure sci-fi show. So this was yeah. one of the first jokes I encountered and it shouting, get lost. I'm trying to be sad is yeah. a solid joke. It is pretty good. Jordan's pretty good with the jokes. Uh, so yeah. And then we see uh, eyebrow man again, eyebrow old man who we learned yeah. his name is Cetus or Citus. Yeah. It's like S I T I S or U S. Um, and he's like walking up like, Oh, Jordan, the kid i know the kid i keep running into where's molly where's your partner uh and he's like i don't partner what a, that's a i wouldn't use that word we're not partners uh and then he's like yelling at cetus and he sees ica like in the crowd with like his like hood up or like trying mm-hmm. to like be sneaky with like a scarf up or something yeah uh, and he's like that's the that's the guy that ruined my life and he goes chasing after him and he follows him to a, uh... oh, right. This is also the moment where Cetus is like, I know who you're going to be facing in your next match. It's a racer yeah. called Super Racer. And then Super he just starts racer. like, <laughs> his name is Super Racer and he's awesome and he's great. And I, I hear he's he's like amazing. I, I don't think he's ever won or lost a match. And it's very obvious right away that you're going to be fighting him later. He's Super See- Racer. See, I didn't know that because, like, I've known this old man for one scene. I don't know anything about him. And mm. I figured, yeah, there just is a guy named Super Racer who's really intimidating. So then when he's Super Racer, I was shocked. I was surprised. <laughs> oh, and, like, it's just not what I was expecting from that character. Like, he's such a Yoda that for them, yeah. for then him to be in the pod race, like, he's also a Sabalba. An unheard of character turn. Yodas are never Sabalbas. Luke, Luke, uh, I'm training you. And man, this next guy you're going to fight in your training. Oh, man. Super Jedi. <laughs> He's the best. He's amazing. Never lost a Jedi duel. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I, me and him. No, not the same guy. You'll meet him in the swamp. Go in the cave. Uh, you'll meet <laughs> Super Jedi. Uh, so we fall. He's like following through this. Jordan's following Ica, like, through, like, the street vendor crowd, and he follows him to, like, this, like, cave that just kind of, like, dip, like dips down like it's going to be, like, an underground bar, but it just kind of keeps going and becomes, like, a network of tunnels. Mm-hmm. He follows him in there, and we cut back to Rick training Molly uh, yeah. as she's, like, running, like, a lap around uh, this, like, pool that they're at, and he, she does it in, like, under a minute, and he's like, all right, not bad. Uh, and then he ruins the moment. He's like, for a girl. Uh, <laughs> it's, and then they, it's cut, a, what's and then they a, cut away. What's, a, what's also upsetting is that she is the only girl on the show. It's only her. She doesn't yeah. even have a peer. Yeah, that's what I hate about this. Is that they just... It's 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 ribbing maybe for the first few times. But if you're yeah. just constantly like taunting her for something she can't control... Yeah, f- find one other thing to taunt about her at least. At least something that shows you have personal knowledge of her. Please. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all we get. We just cut in for a gross joke. Uh, mm. And we cut back to Jordan following Ica. And we see him meet up with a character that we haven't met yet. Uh, for us, at least. Called Colonel Tauros. Okay who is a Krog. So he's 
the same uh, species that was trying to conquer Earth all those years ago. Yeah. He's, he's got like this like nice like gold, like red and gold armor that kind of comes up to his neck. And he's like big burly figure. And then like where mm. his head, head would start, it's a little smaller than you would think it would be. And he's got like big pointy ears uh, and like big piercing eyes. Um, mm. And he just starts talking to Aika. And Jordan's like, I knew it. And and uh, Tauros is like, I wonder if you've gotten soft, Aika. I knew we had an alliance, but you were you mm. were pretty close to almost losing to the uh, the Earth Girl. Mm. Uh, your dad would be pretty disappointed in you, Prince. Uh, do the Norasians have new allies now? And just kind of like very like gent like ribbing him and like mm. taunting him and trying to get him to like mess up. I'm sure. But yeah. Uh, and Jordan's like, I can't believe they're working together. And Toros like walks away. Like, don't forget, if you if we need help, you guys have to help us. And we cut to uh, Ika, like very annoyed with that. Like he clearly has daddy issues. Leaving the cave, Jordan kind of jumps down from above him and lands in front of him. He's like, I know you're up to something. Uh, don't hurt my team and don't hurt Molly. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts punching. Uh, yeah. And they're about to trade blows, and we cut back to Molly doing some more balance training with Rick, like jumping yeah, and from it's like. A, it's a neat cut. Like, it's the, an action dynamic shot of like Jordan about to punch Ika, and then it cuts immediately to suddenly Molly is like plummeting off of like a phone pole she's trying to balance on. It's, <laughs> it's a real neat piece of editing. I think they're like dead trees. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yes. That makes more. I just named like the next closest Earth pole that we have that you would balance on. What's our number one Earth pole? <laughs> Phone. <laughs> you say so. Uh, so she's jumping from dead tree to dead tree, uh, just like getting higher and higher. And of course, she's very bad at it first, but she gets like she gets to the point where she's like nailing it, and Rick's like, "Okay, now I'm impressed. I don't longer care about your sex." Mm. Now I'm impressed with you. And she like aces that exercise and they have like a little heart to heart moment about why Molly races. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she definitely says like, it's because of my dad. And, he, and Rick's like, oh, I'm sure back on earth. He's fine. He's probably worrying about you. That's good. Yeah. that You have a goal though. And she's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, pr- I kind of am regretting why I came here. And they're walking back to uh, the pit bay. Uh, the bay pit? The bay pit. And <laughs> B-A-E looking... pit. The bay pit. That's my club. That's a good name for a club. Uh, <laughs> and they're looking at the arrow too. And it's got like all these like burns and like scuff marks on it. Mm. And he looks at this like shelf of like spray, like spray spray paint cans and like other like cleaning solutions he's like why don't you uh why don't you clean it up i'm sure that'll give you like a nice like motivation boost like drive something you 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 know have some faith in Mm. Uh, and we cut directly from that like her about to start painting to uh the race they're making preparations for the race Mm -hmm. (laughs) jordan is putting like a band-aid on his mark from like where he got punched in the face yeah Uh, 
which I, I like that we didn't see the fight. He just, we yeah. know that he lost. Yes. And uh, Molly's like, what's wrong with your face? And he's like, uh, I, I fell down while I was eating a pretzel. I fell down choking on a pretzel, which yeah. it, it ha- was a news item in the mid-2000s. George W. Bush was eating a pretzel and he choked and he fell down. And he was unconscious for... I think he was unconscious for like a minute and then the Secret Service woke him back up. I barely remember, but like some podcast I was listening to this week mentioned that. And so I was able to name it in my head like, that's a topical reference. That's a topical political reference. What's it doing here? (laughs) Was that in 2006? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. But if you... Uh, but if he was president in 2000, like, it, that probably happened in the first 80% of the presidential time. I mean, yeah. if he was done by 08, I feel like he that ch- happened early to mid in the career, choked yeah. on a pretzel. I feel like I was in elementary school when that happened. Yeah. I don't remember it. So if you were in elementary school, I maybe wasn't. Or You was also too- were. Are you sure? Cause he would have, cause I said two thousand. He was elected in two thousand. You would have been in, oh. in at least second grade. Well, I don't remember second grade. Okay. So we're at the new race. Race is about to start. We see the new Arrow Two, which looks just like a cleaned up version of itself, except on like one of like the engines. We never explained the ship. The ship looks like a pod race pod racer. Yeah. Like it's got like you know a, a glass bulb where the cockpit is. And then it's got like little arm engines that go out front. Uh, mm. And on one of those engines, it's got like big teeth on the opening of the grill and like a big bo- like bunny drawn around it. Uh, yeah. And the Don's big pink like, bunny. Yeah. And Don's like, what is that? And Rick's like, I think it's a rabbit. Doesn't it look nice? Like, I like that Rick is like not on Don's side, but not yeah. exclusively on Molly's side. Like, he's, like, he's just along for the ride because now he can't... He's not the pilot anymore. Yeah, he's a local chaos agent. I do like that we're starting to... I don't know if the show ever builds us in anything larger, but we do see Molly draw throughout this episode is that it would be nice if she had a second interest (laughs) after (laughs) racing. Second interest for a protagonist? Who cares? Who would want that? It's not like we ever saw a Captain America draw once in like <laughs> a couple movies, a couple times, and never yeah. again. She well, presumably that's what he retired with Peggy to do. He just drew Peggy all the time. <laughs> no, he couldn't draw <laughs> comics or like anything else but Peggy. He he drew comics about his wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is Peggy and her best friend. Uh, Beggy uh, and and their friend Teggy, <laughs> inspired only by Peggy, just various Peggy variants. He spent all this time trying to get back to her. Yeah, so they're about to start the race, and so the Era One is rolled up, and we get to meet Super Racer. Super Racer <laughs> rolls up in like one of those. It looks like one of those like rubber animals that with the handles on top that kids like. Yeah. That you would bounce yeah, up and down just on. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it looks like one of those, but it's just kind of like a floating ship that just kind of, I don't know how it's floating, but it's floating along like that. No clue. Uh, 
and we you know we see super racer jump out and guess what it's sadis <laughs> so it's big, got like a little su- cape on he looks yeah. ready to wrestle yeah he, he looks like a little cake patowski <laughs> and so the race gets underway i think this was my favorite race we watched of mm-hmm. uh the two episodes we watched that had races but in this like as we get started a little bit of like upbeat jazz music starts to play and i'm like okay maybe this plays every episode when they're racing uh and then the ships start like trading gunfire and then we see super racer's ship transform and it turns out that the bulbous parts of it are just two big like orbs uh and the ship itself is like a big like ring like a ring pop mm. or something and the cockpit is the pop. Uh, and the ring, the orbs start flying in and out of the ring in like big parabolas. And suddenly the ship has like wings because it's like intimidating itself through the field now like that. Mm. Uh, and at one point, uh, while Molly's trying to dodge it, one of the balls hits the gunner's pit, like gunner's cockpit. Which is also mm. a little ball in the back of the ship that moves from side to side to get different shots. Yeah. Uh, and it just knocks it completely out of the ship and replaces it with one of those orbs. And suddenly Jordan is in his gunner's orb just in the super racer ship. Uh, uh. And he's like, Molly's like, hold on, Jordan. I'll get you out of there. And he like crashes. He breaks the window and like climbs up and tries to like attack super racer. Uh the gunner's like cockpit ball is ejected and flown flung away. Uh and as Jordan is like climbing on top of the cockpit uh for Super Racer, Super Racer ejects the like the glass of the cockpit and that goes flying off with Jordan still on it like a sled. Uh and for a moment it looks like Molly's going to like stop and turn around and go grab him. But both Rick and Don are just like, okay. It, I know what you, I know what you what you want to do. Trust us. There is like rescue staff for the race. Mm-hmm. They got this. Finish the race. It's it's what Jordan would want. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So Molly's like, okay, that okay, and starts to finish the race. And so uh, Super Racer only has one big ball left, and his ship goes from being a ring facing forward to a ring facing where the pop is facing you. And the ring is like facing up. Uh, and the ball starts flying in and out of it in a big figure eight and starts going uh-huh. faster and faster and faster until it's like a glowing eight, uh, like infinity sign. And it's doing this in this big crevice and Molly can't get past it. Uh, until <laughs> that's the name of my she... club is big crevice. <laughs> <laughs> it's next door. <laughs> it's this. It's the. It's like a shared kitchen kind of deal. Oh yeah, we both we both serve the same nachos. Yeah. Uh. So she's like, Donway's all but given up. Like, there's no way she can get past this. And Rick's like, we trained for this. And Molly's like, I trained for this. And she like <laughs> slows down her breathing, and like starts like inching closer to the super racer vehicle uh, and figures out the timing and slides right between the ball before it passes by again, makes it to the finish line, zooms in crowd roars. 
And then as soon as, as soon as she's in the finish line area, she just like turns around and leaves and goes to find Jordan. And mm-hmm. he's just like sitting on one of these like street vendor tents with like a big thumbs up like, hey, I'm alive. And Molly's like, cool, here's a thumbs up. You're alive. And then we cut back to Don like doing a very bad job of hiding his excitement for how uh, how well the race went. Uh, and then he like walks away and Rick smiles. And then we cut to the last shot is uh, Molly and Jordan hit sitting on the arrow too, just watching the sunset and being buds. Yeah. And that's the last thing we, we saw. And that was Oban Star Races. This was a little bit of a longer episode because I really liked this. And we went kind of beat by beat <laughs> on every episode instead of just one. Yeah. But hopefully you guys liked it too. Mel, what, what did you think of it overall? Oh, I think it's a well-made show. It seems like it's got an interesting story behind it. I think the premise is interesting that you have to pod race to save Earth, but only the manager knows it's actually for mortal stakes and he's not telling everybody and everyone else thinks it's just for sport. I like the visual design of the show. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but if you like, you know, an action adventure sci-fi story, this is a fine one. Yeah, I uh, I highly recommend it. I will probably be buying this and watching it in full. But yeah, and if I do, you, of course, can do the same, Mel. Ah, good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that was Oban Star Racers. Uh, this was my pick. Uh, Mel, what are we watching next time? So this will be over by the time this episode airs. But right now, I'm living a hot time travel summer watching loki every week and i thought i would continue the trend yeah it's about time we hit uh, a beloved show of our childhood one we truly love one that's truly obscure and truly bananas now back from prehistoric time mm-hmm. it's flint <laughs> we we gotta watch flint the time detective at last honest awesome yeah this was something we had tapes of we definitely recorded the show religiously i don't think we had every episode but we had a lot of them um yeah i was what looking episodes at we're a watching? i was looking at a playlist of episodes on youtube and it goes up to like 39 and i don't remember there being that many so there might be mm-hmm. episodes i've just never seen because fox family didn't air them this yeah. is pre-abc family that's how long ago this was uh, we definitely need to watch the first episode and the episode where we meet Bendy. Uh, and I don't know what the third one should be. Do you okay. have a recommendation? Um, I feel like we should watch one about, uh, isn't there a prince in that show? There's Murloc. Yeah, let's watch something about Murloc. Well, he's in the Bendy one. Like one, one of the villain heavy episodes because the villains are very good. Oh, okay, right. I'll figure out like a good one that's I think there's is there one where we meet Petrofina where she's a little girl? Maybe. That would be a fun episode. I'll have to look at an because the episode guide I was looking at, the playlist was just the number of the episode. So I'd have to find a guide that was like the actual titles and maybe a brief synopsis to remind myself what all the episodes were. We'll pick a third one for sure. Okay. Awesome. We'll tune in for that next time, guys. I'm very excited for that. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to help us out, uh, for one, just by listening, you're already doing that. We really appreciate 
everyone that's been listening uh, to all the episodes as they come out. We reached 500 total downloads, and that's amazing. About like a month later, we also hit 600 total downloads. So we appreciate everyone that's going out there and listening. Something else you can do to help us is follow us on Twitter, at SaturdayAmoPod. Send us emails about like any recommendations for the show. Give us feedback, shows to watch, movies to watch. If you'd like to inquire about being a guest, that's a good way to do it too. Email us, SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be awesome. That helps people find the show that haven't heard it yet. Uh, and if you can send us a screenshot of your five-star review, we'll read it on the air. Uh, but yeah. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at JamsWilk. Mel? I am on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots Network of Podcasts. I'm on the Review Show every week, which is a media discussion book club show. We're always finding something new. I'm on the Captain's Log every week, which is our nonsense chat show. It, pop culture news, silly games, anecdotes, etc. And uh, I just mentioned Loki. We have a feed called the Reactor Core, where we do reaction episodes about brand new things. So uh, we've done one for every episode of Loki at this point. Awesome. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And don't forget to relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Now look at this dress. It's made for you. Oh, now, get lost. I'm trying to be sad. Oh.